0: Each week, we have a different thought, or sometimes it tries, it tries to flow with what's going on in the services. Pastor Thad has been preaching. He preached last night on Abraham's faith, and this can go along with what I'm saying today. I had this message way before he had his, I think, but waiting for it the right time. But God knows exactly when to bring forth his word and who it's going to reach. So I hope you're blessed today as we go into the message today. My title is, Are You in the Faith? Are You in the Faith? 2 Corinthians 13.5 Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith, the scripture says here. Examine yourself to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you are disqualified... This is a strong statement that the apostle Paul is saying here to the Corinthian church. And that's what that was I was quoting the New King James version. We'll get into what the Old King James version says in a minute. But that's how it said in, in, the, in the NKJV, okay? 2 Corinthians 9:27 in the King James version says this. It kind of kind of explains the scripture. It says, "But I keep under my body And bring it into subjection or discipline myself, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway or disqualified. My main thought for today is, are you in the faith? But a lot of these meanings I'm giving you is going to help you understand all that, But this particular scripture in 2 Corinthians 13, 5 is really talking about, okay? When the Lord kind of shows me a scripture, I, I believe in dignity to all of it. If it's just one verse or if it's several verses, I think we should have a, a good understanding of what we are reading. So, my main thought for today is are you in the faith? So many, so many people say they are in Christ, but are they in the faith? Saying you are in Christ sounds good, it's a good cliche. People say, Yes, I am in Christ. You ask them, Oh, yes, I'm in Christ. The scripture here says to test yourself. The word test means prove, examine, explore, of course test, try, the word try, and attempt, A-T-T-E-M-P-T. The word describes the testing of the believer's loyalty, strength, opinions, your disposition, The condition, test your faith, patience, or character. That's what it's talking about here when we test ourselves. We test in our loyalty and our strength and our opinions and our disposition and our condition at the time, our faith at the time, our patience at the time, or our character at the time. This Greek word, test, determines which way one is going and what one is made of. that puts it all in the nutshell of all those words. Which way are you going, and, and what you are made of? Then the Apostle Paul uses a strong word, disqualified. That hurts, and it's scary. No one who is a believer in Christ wants to be disqualified. Then there's a scripture, Titus 1.13. It has to go with our main scripture. Titus, first chapter, 13th verse. This testimony is true. These people were were condemning the Cretans, if I'm saying their names right, in part of Italy, I think. And they were criticizing them. And Apostle Paul was saying, oh, what you're saying is true. But then he rebukes him. He said, therefore, rebuke them sharply. They were talking about somebody who was talking about this group. He said, rebuke them sharply, that they may be sound in the faith. Sound in the faith. Do you know that the people we criticize the most is usually we're guilty of the same thing? We just don't want to admit it. I was talking to my granddaughter about that, and she was criticizing someone. And then I told her, I said, Olivia, you're guilty of the same thing. You haven't finished either. Rebuke them sharply, that they may be sound in the faith. 3 John 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health or sound, just as your soul prospers. Let's look at the word sound. It is the same Greek word for health. The the translator decided, decided to put health there instead of the word sound. Which is referring to being sound in body, in good health. Metaphorically, though, the word refers to sound doctrine. First Timothy, one, first chapter 10th verse. Second Timothy, four, three. And Titus two, second chapter one. That's sound doctrine. Scriptures on sound doctrine. Then there's sound words. First Timothy, six, three. 2 Timothy 1, verse 13. And soundness in the faith. That's Titus 1, 13, and Titus 2, 1. To me, this word sound has to do with being steadfast. Steadfast faith. Steadfast doctrine. Steadfast words. And steadfast in your body. The temple of the Holy Ghost. Do you positively know... Who and what your faith is in? Is it in yourself? Some people's faith, oh, I can do it. You know, I have faith in myself. I know I can do it. And they always let you know they can do it. They have faith or they had that in themselves. Or is your faith in your grandmother's faith? Maybe she was a saint of God. Maybe she was a great prayer. But your faith has to be not in grandma's faith. What about your parents? Is your faith in your parents' faith? Or your pastor? You may have had a great pastor, great person of God, but is your faith in what they said? Is your faith in your church? You may go to a great church, but is your faith in your church? What about your religion? Some people's faith is just in their religion or any other type of saint of God. Oh, some people have saints they wear around their neck. And that's where their faith is. Have you ever thought about that? Is your faith in your family's name? What about your education? Is your faith in your education? Oh, here's a good one. Is your faith in your doctor or the medicines you are taking? Can any of these take you to heaven? Forgive your sins? Heal your body? Restore your relationships? Or give you eternal life? All of these will let you down. But faith in the person of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, the healer of our bodies, hallelujah, the restorer is the only faith that will get you through this world by giving you eternal life and heaven as your your eternal home. The only thing that you can take... I wish I came up with this statement, but it was in my commentary. The only thing that you can take with you when you die is faith. Is faith. Whatever that faith is in will determine eternity to you. We all are born with a faith capacity... The Scripture says that all have been given a measure of faith. Because we came out of God, we have the ability to have faith and something to accomplish anything in life. But only having the faith in the death and resurrection of Jesus and faith in Him as your Lord will be eternal. It will will last forever. Jesus, our Creator, is the true faith. John said in his Gospel that in the beginning was the Word, And the word created all things. Jesus was God's faith words that made made him human. And that's me. That's my thought. Jesus was God's words, faith words, all through the Old Testament. He was speaking about Messiah. He was speaking about the one to come. All through. He kept speaking that word. He kept speaking that word. His faith was going out. His faith was going out. And at the time for the Savior to come, God himself became flesh. and says, nobody else can do it. I'm the only one can do it. So my faith word is going to bring forth this man-child, Jesus Christ. Hebrews 11 said, by faith the worlds were formed. Our faith in Jesus lets us know who we are, who we are and where we are going. There are no doubts with faith. This kind of faith can do the supernatural. We have studied in the past, and Bishop Thomas taught us that faith is not believing. Faith is knowing or an intimate knowledge of God by His Word. Believing is trusting, clinging to, and relying upon. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God, according to Romans ten seventeen. Hearing the preaching of the gospel pricks our heart or our faith that's lying dormant inside of us. And then we have the opportunity to believe in what we just heard or we can reject it. By believing the word which we heard, faith becomes alive and we are saved. Or our faith is now in Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith. We are not floundering in this world of unknowns anymore, but are now determined to follow Jesus in whatever the paths we are to take. We are sure where we are going and what our destination is. Our surety comes by disciplining ourselves in the Word of God and believing in what we know in the Word. If you are doubtful in your faith, the Scripture says you, you are disqualified. What does disqualify mean? In the King James Version of the Bible, the word used is to reprobate which means unapproved or rejected. Or you can read in 1 Corinthians 9, 27, called it being a castaway. New King James Version replaced the word with the modern word disqualified. Today, if you are doubting, then first examine yourself and then cry out to Jesus to save you and transform you to the place of knowing where you are where you have placed your faith. We need to be sure. You need to be sure. I need to be sure that our faith is in Jesus. Do you truly believe what the Word of God has said about Him and what He can be to you? Completely surrender to that faith. It can't waver. It has to be steadfast. James said a doubter Cannot ask anything from the Lord. We cannot be double-minded. Many times we aren't getting our prayers answered because we are double-minded in what we are asking for. We're asking God to heal us, and we believe it in what the doctor says. Now, isn't that double-minded? And I've been there. We all have. So we're confused, right? And confusion don't get anything. It's doubts. And we have to decide who we're going to believe in, where our faith is going to be. Many times we aren't, we aren't getting our prayers answered because of that. Is your faith in the doctor more than what the Word says about your healing? It can't be natural faith. It has to be spiritual based on the Word of God. It is totally believing in a God you can't see. But you know He's real because your faith has come alive through our through your confession of Jesus Christ and the Word of God. Do you remember those here in the room when your faith came alive? All of a sudden when you were born again, you came alive. And this your faith came alive. That faith that was laying dormant, that you were born with, it was there all along, but it came alive through Jesus Christ. This faith can do the impossible just like our God. That's the kind of faith Abraham had. And it was counted unto him for righteousness. He had that kind of faith. He believed what God said. He acted on what God said. Because of it, the scripture says it was counted unto him for righteousness. I believe we are living in the day of the new thing, where the Lord is activating the believer's faith to act in the authority of Jesus and the ability of the Holy Ghost. The ability of the Holy Ghost, Acts eight. Mark 16, signs and wonders of the authority God has given you. And Matthew 28, authority has been given to Jesus and he gave it to his church. This ability of the Holy Ghost and authority of Jesus Christ is, is given to us so we can act in the faith. No longer will we have weak faith, but living in the new is, is strong faith. Paul said, Let the weak say, I am strong. And sometimes we have to say that almost every day, because the enemy is going to come against you, and make you think, "Oh, show you all your failures, show you how you let down. Oh, you, you got discouraged, or blah blah blah." And you have to say, "Get it behind me, Satan. My faith is strong in the Lord. I believe what the Word of God says. I have faith in Jesus Christ and the printed word, the, the printed word, the living word. however you want the logos, the Rhema, How do you want to say it? You believe in it." So your faith is activated. Mark 16 says we're going to have signs and wonders. We'll be alive in the church. And I say, Lord, activate our faith in Jesus' name so we can be just like you, Lord. Activate that faith in us. Activate it. Let signs and wonders come out of us. As the song says, where is your faith in God? It is time for the church to examine themselves. If you are double-minded, then activate that true faith in Jesus. Today is a day of salvation. Tomorrow may be too late to activate that faith. You don't want to be disqualified. I don't want to be disqualified. So every day I got to get up and I say, I need to say, Diane, where is your faith? when the enemy's coming against me, where is your faith, old girl? Who are you believing in? Who are you following? Are you following what man says or are you following what the Word of God says? And I have to repent lots of times, don't you? Put your total faith in Jesus today. You will not be disappointed. Amen. Father, we worship you. We thank you for your loving kindness and your patience. You're so patient with us. But you told us to possess our soul with patience, to take control of that mind of ours, O God, that wonders and allows the devil, O God, to tempt us and try us and tell us all kinds of things that is against your word, that we have to tell ourselves that I am strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can live and not die. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I praise you, O God, for what you are doing today with your word. I thank you, Lord, for the new thing you are doing on the earth. And you are preparing your people for this mighty new thing that you're going to do. That we'll be ready, that our faith will be strong. Because you're expecting signs and wonders to come out of us. You're expecting us to heal the sick and the raise the dead and cast out devils. You're expecting us to speak with new tongues. If we take up any deadly thing, it will not hurt us. You're expecting that out of us, oh God. You're expecting that church before you're coming. And Lord God, we got to be that church. We don't want to be disqualified. Forgive us, oh God, for, for being double-minded. Forgive us, oh God, for falling into the trap of the lies of the enemy. And give us that strong faith as we examine ourselves today. Let your faith be alive and, and strong and powerful within us, O oh God. Hallelujah. We thank you, God. As you said, if we ask, we shall receive. And we believe your word, O oh God. Stand upon it. My faith says, if the word says that I can have it, so I can be strong in the Lord today, and my faith can be strong. And my faith will be able to move mountains if necessary. And I thank you, Lord God, and I praise you for that type of faith that only comes through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Bless those that are watching today, O oh God, on the Internet. Lord, let their faith grow. Let them examine their, their selves, O oh God. Examine them. They will examine themselves so that they will know where they stand with you. Oh my God, if there's any out there that maybe doesn't know you, I pray for their salvation. And if they are, have wandered away from you, I pray, O oh God, that this message has pricked their heart and they will come back to you, Lord Jesus. And I pray that the sinner man, whatever the condition of his heart, will be pricked in the heart and he will come or she will come to Jesus. I thank you, Lord, and I praise you for it. Lord God, if, it's not bring, if it doesn't bring salvation, what is the purpose of preaching, O oh God? But I believe, O oh Father, that it is, is bringing forth salvation. Hallelujah. Because your word says the preaching of the cross, of the gospel, is the power of God unto salvation. And I thank you for it. And I praise you, O oh God. And I stand up on your word that there's someone out there, maybe in a far country, maybe they're right here in Pembroke Pines. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. Whatever, they, they will surrender their life to you and give their life fully to you that their faith may be in Jesus Christ. We give you praise for it, O oh God. Lord, as we go into our prayer time now, Lord, I pray for those that are sick out there. If they're sick in their bodies, oh God, they will be healed in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord God, that you are touching them wherever their situation. If they're discouraged, that they will be encouraged. If they are depressed they, and oppressed, oh God, you will lift them up and bring joy to their hearts. I pray, oh God, that you are meeting their financial needs, whatever need, their need, mar- their marriage problems or work problems, whatever it is. I command it to those problems to go. And I speak life into those that are watching right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, and I praise you, O oh God, for what you are doing. And I give you all the glory. Hallelujah. 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 All you have to do out there is to call on Jesus, and he will deliver you from whatever you're going through. If it's sin, sickness, disease, poverty, whatever you're going through, marriage problems, Whatever home problems. Maybe you're looking for a spouse and you've been praying about it. God can do that too. Just call upon him and he will answer your prayer. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's been a good day. I trust all of you have learned something today from this message to that we are to daily examine ourselves to see where we stand with God because we don't want to be disqualified. Hallelujah. We want to go all the way, not just part of the way, but all the way to heaven. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Now, before we go into our prayer for those that are sick or have needs, let's, let's put on our whole armor of God. Because we we have some strong things here. We have some powerful diseases on here.